When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for being a part of the Fearless Army. Drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and when you do, ask me a question in the comments. Each week, we'll compile your best questions and answer them on air. Welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to a special early edition of Fearless with Jason Whitlock. Look, so much is going on in the world, in, in the sports world, and, and just everything that we had to do two shows today. I wanted to do this show, which you're watching here, that's going to be about Deshaun Watson, his season-ending injury. Uh, we'll talk with Brett Favre and Warren Sapp and Steve Kim about that. Also throw in a little conversation about Rudy Gobert and Draymond Green with Steve Kim. Uh, and then we'll have a second show that will air at our normal time uh, that will focus on the topic I covered yesterday and connected to Kim Kardashian being named GQ's Man of the Year. So two shows for you today. Uh, this one here that we're releasing at 5 o'clock Eastern Time and our normal seven o'clock show. So make sure you check out both. This one here will focus on sports. Uh, uh, the later show will focus on, again, topics we covered yesterday about the battle between the sexes and the war between men and women and how Kim Kardashian and being named man of the year, how it fits into that two shows. I love you so much. I'm giving you two of me and I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, before I uh, bring in Brett Favre to talk about uh, Deshaun Watson uh, going down with a broken bone, I believe, in his shoulder area, he's out for the season. Major news, the Browns like Super Bowl favorites or Super Bowl candidates uh, beating the Baltimore Ravens. Now, no Deshaun Watson for the rest of the season. Major implications for this year, major implications for Deshaun Watson moving on in the rest of his career. Before we get to Brett Favre, though, uh, I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, someone you really need to support. Uh, I hopped on board with Patriot Mobile. You guys know I have a Patriot Mobile phone and have had one for now for about eight months. It's been awesome. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only ones. The Patriot Mobile team has been great supporters of this show, which is why I am proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military, veterans, and first responders. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your phone, keep your phone number two, just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Jason or call 972-PATRIOT. 
Get free activation today with the offer code Jason. Ask about their coverage guarantees while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for our values. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Jason or call 972-PATRIOT. All right, uh, let's roll out to Mississippi and get an expert opinion on what's going on with Deshaun Watson, season-ending injury. Uh, Brett Favre joining us. Brett, uh, Deshaun Watson made a statement today that he tried to continue to play, that he wanted to push through this injury, and that doctors have shut him down and told him no. I, I tend to believe him. I think what they did this past weekend beating Baltimore was probably so inspiring uh, for Deshaun and an opportunity with the way their defense is playing and the way he played in the second half. He wanted to keep that momentum going, but uh, how hard do you think this will be for him to recapture that momentum a year from now? He's already missed two years because of the controversy, and he's missed because of injuries. How hard will this next comeback and this latest setback be for Deshaun Watson? Well, first of all, uh, kudos to, to Deshaun. It, it was a big win. I hate it for him. I feel bad for him. Uh, to, you know, if you're a Browns fan, you it's you it's bittersweet. Uh, big win, big loss, losing to Sean. Uh, it, it was a a momentum building win for him, and to to end the way it, it did physically. Uh, it's tough. I don't know the severity of the injury. Um, if he if he felt like he could play more with the injury, then I don't think it's as severe as uh, I, I would have thought. Uh, I, I, the only shoulder injury uh, or remote, I had tendonitis one year in training camp. And that was painful. I always thought people with tendonitis were sissies until I got it. And then I had a torn bicep with the Jets, and that was pretty painful. I played through it, played horribly, but I played through it. Shouldn't have played. Uh, it, it will be, if it's something structurally wrong, broken bone, uh, torn rotator cuff, a combination of both. It will be very difficult, um, but it, but not uh, not impossible. I think his his drive and his uh, de determination to come back after all he's been through has been nothing short of amazing. Uh, he, he's had bullets thrown at him and daggers thrown at him. But yet he's, he's handled himself well. So I just, uh, expect the same in regards to this injury. I think he'll come back. How how effective he will be? Will he will he be at full potential when he comes back, like he like he was prior to the injury? Time will tell. Uh, you never want to see a pitcher or a quarterback 
hurt their throwing arm. But in today's technology, nothing's impossible. Well, my concern for Deshaun is is the inactivity. And, and, And look, maybe at his age, he'll be 29 next year. Maybe he can just get back up on that bike and it'll be like he never got off the bike. But he missed all of the 21 season. He only played six games last year because of injury. He's only going to play six games this year uh, because of injury. All of that inactivity, the the mental hurdle, and just staying in that mental shape of, of a 16, 17-game schedule, he hasn't done that since 2020, and, and we'll be moving into 2024. That'll be four years without the grind of a full NFL season. I think that the, 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 that mental hurdle and the inactivity are going to be the hardest hurdle for him to get over. Well, you, you very well may be right. Um, I, I can't disagree with you because there's, there, there's, a, there's a lot to be said for playing time and being in the, in the huddle, being on the field. That's why I thought, for me, preseason was very important to participate. Um, but again, it's not impossible, but I, I think he, you know, I, I think he's a tough guy, but even tough guys get labeled as injury prone, not their fault. Some have questionable injuries that I played with and I question whether or not they wanted to play. I don't question Deshaun. I think he wants to play. Uh, as much as anyone. But, you know, if you're the Cleveland Browns organization or the fan base, you, you go, my goodness, he can't stay healthy. And that that has that's true. I'm not saying that it's his fault, but uh, he's got to prove that he can play a season in order to to have some longevity. And so, Brett, you went through a situation at the end of your career where the Green Bay Packers started preparing for your departure and drafted Aaron Rodgers in the first round. I think we've reached a point, again, like you say, through no fault of Deshaun's other than, you know, the controversy he was involved in, but not because he's injury prone, but because he's had so many injuries and he's been inactive. I could see the Browns in the first or second round taking a quarterback, it, it's, it's the smart, it's the only thing they can do at this point. They have to consider potentially moving on from Deshaun Watson. Yes? No? Well, I, you're, you're absolutely right, Jason. I mean, at some point, you have to prepare for the inevitable. And that is, we got to have a quarterback. We got to have a quarterback that can lead this team week in and week out win games that we're supposed to win, win the games that we're not supposed to win at least some of the time. And the only way you can do that is having a a guy that you can count on week in and week out. And uh, until Deshaun proves that, I mean, they got a ton of money invested in him, guaranteed money, I think. So they're going to go down with the ship at – you know, I don't know if there's a better example, but 
they have to get their money's worth out of him. But they also have to prepare for the next guy. At 29, you're not, you're certainly not old, but because of his injuries, you are old. So you're right. I mean, they have to either trade for someone, pick up some guy off the street that turns into a, a Brock Purdy or a Tom Brady or uh, Kurt Warner, someone like that, uh, Gardner Minshew, you know, someone who can come, come in and win games and uh, lead the team week in and week out. Brett, uh, we're going to keep it moving. we got a lot we're trying to cover today. Uh, the Deshaun Watson news was so big. Wanted to include you in that conversation. You having had, obviously, a Hall of Fame great career. Uh, have a great rest of the week. Uh, thank you, uh, Brett Favre. I want to tell you guys about uh, one of our newest great sponsors, Prize Picks. Have you been testing your skills on Prize Picks this football season? It's the most exciting way to play daily sports fantasy. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. My mom, <laughs> Mama Whitlock, loves to watch football, loves to make a little money on the side. She plays Prize Picks every week. Here's her picks for this NFL Sunday. She's hopping on the uh, Dak Prescott bandwagon, more than 269 and a half passing yards. Uh, she's I like her riding Derrick Henry, our guy here in Nashville, more than 62 and a half rushing yards versus Jacksonville. Uh, and Sam Howell, I'm not sure about this. Well, Sam Howell's playing the Giants, uh, the quarterback for the Washington Commanders, more than one and a half passing touchdowns. I like my mom's picks this week. So let's see if you can do better. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Go to prizepicks.com slash fearless. Use the promo code FEARLESS for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash FEARLESS. Use the code FEARLESS. PRIZEPICKS. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, don't go anywhere. Warren Sapp, QB killer. Next. It's my obligation to hate discrimination. Raising up your hands for freedom. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jason Whitlock, previously on Fearless. These pampered elite athletes that have spent 40, 45 years, or even 20, 15 years being worshipped, they have no street sense at all. They're pampered elites. And so when Dion is inviting the rap world into his locker room, 
into his sidelines, into his game day experience, into his all-week experience. He's inviting the gang criminal world into his environment. Our favorite QB killer, Warren Sapp. Uh, Warren, well, Warren protects his quarterbacks. He likes to kill other quarterbacks. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about Deshaun Watson or an opposing quarterback going down with an injury, but Warren, I'm very shocked that Deshaun Watson would be involved in any sort of unhappy ending. Uh, I'm I'm very shocked by that. Uh, <laughs> That's good. That's good right there. That's good yeah, right there. Very shocked yeah. by that. But uh, yeah, he has a hell of listen, a Listen, I just had. Yeah, I I just got done talking with Brett Favre, and I want to mm-hmm. start where I left off with Brett Favre. If you're the Browns, given his injury history, given his inactivity since 2020. I feel like you got to go out and draft a guy in the first or second round this year, and it's not because you don't believe in Deshaun Watson, but it's just you got to do it at this point. He's injury prone, perhaps. He's been inactive. You got to start preparing for your next guy while hoping he recovers and makes the next guy, you know, a waste or, you know, not the option. So the question to me is what? <laughs> should the Browns oh, move the Browns on draft? from Deshaun Watson? I, how many years is he removing that $250 million guarantee? <laughs> he got that in I think, 22. I think that's the, that, that, that's the one thing that you know we haven't heard a lot about that we used to hear about all the time. Salary cap. We don't have room under the cap. We're going to take a cap hit. This, that, well, we haven't heard that in a long time. We're talking about $430 million to Patrick Mahomes, to 189 to Kyler Murray. You know, L- Lamar Jackson got 255 I mean, we're not even talking about a salary cap anymore. So I just want to know how do you negotiate that part of it? Because I, I don't think it's that many years removed. And the last time I checked, the longer you get to the end of an NFL contract, the bigger the yearly salary is, correct? Generally speaking, they Yeah, Aaron Rodgers yes, has generally million yeah. dollar uh, a year contract and he played three snaps for the Jets. I mean <laughs> I'm bet Green Bay kinda happy they let him go. I mean I mean but Cleveland definitely has to have some type of insurance because when you have a defense that's Top 10 in all categories and 26% on third. That's an insane number with Lock. We used to shoot for like 33. You know, one or three. We give them one or three. We find that six most snaps for us. That's six next snaps for them. But when you're talking about in the 20s, that's insane. That's an insane number that they're putting out there right now. And Miles Garrett and company are coming. And it ain't much you can do to stop it. So let's see if they can play buck ball and get away with it. Who's the backup up there? Uh, they got a rookie, Dorian Thompson, no. Robinson, Come maybe. On. You got to go get a veteran uh, guy that can do something. You can't keep putting these rookies in the in this league. Come on. This will be, the, what, the 11th rookie that started this year? Yeah. Record last week was uh, 10. CJ Stroud. I know, but CJ Stroud is making it look easy. I mean. 
Oh no, looks no, no, like no, no, he's no, no, ready. No, 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 no. See, you gotta have. See, you gotta have skills. This young man has skills. This young man also has a rifle of an arm, Jason. I'm talking about when he comes out on a on a boot play. He's not looking for the easy one in the flat. He's going up the field to hit that one in the in the pocket. I mean, and he's zipping it. You saw the half rolling the throw back twice against the Bengals. Holy smokes! You, they incorporate that, and I mean, he's throwing it to people you don't know, but he's finna introduce you to some people very quickly because they are playing good football right now. I think the salary cap hit on Deshaun Watson is like sixty million a year. <laughs> In 24, 25, and 26. It's, yeah. but, but, but salary cap is meaningless, just as you said. And to me, it's always been meaningless. It's, it's if it you're willing to cut. Yeah, it was just an excuse. And, and, and I'm going to make an analogy here to what's going on in college ball, which they don't have a salary cap. But when you look at how Texas A&M is just getting ready to cut some guy a $70 million check, to make him go away, it speaks to, and I'm going to a much larger issue, how much money they've printed over the last three to four to five years and how much money rich people made off of COVID and off the stock market crash and all this. And the wealth gap has just gotten further and further and further and further, or bigger and bigger and bigger. And the wealthy have more money to blow on their little pet projects Football coaches at Texas A&M, quarterbacks at in, in the, the NFL, other, gotcha. yeah, in the National Football League, and so yeah, the salary cap is meaningless. I, 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 I'm gonna. I don't know if you directly answered my question though. If you're running yes. the Browns, yes. you draft a quarterback. Yes, I do. Yeah. Because the one thing that the NFL allows you to do now is to draft a quarterback and run him on the rookie deal for four years. You see what I'm saying? So they can run this yeah. rookie right through Deshaun's contract and not have a hit both ways, you know, paying two people to do one job. Because if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero. And then I don't think, given his contract, anybody would no. take a flyer no. on Deshaun no. Watson. No, you Cleveland took a flyer on it. It walked the money. Gave him $250 million for never having a happy ending, uh, a bad ending, and I, I don't get it. <laughs> and then and then we, then we I'm sitting there listening to people tell me if he plays, you know, half as good as he did down in Houston. Well, Houston is a different place because it's a controlled environment. There's a roof over the top, and that field doesn't move except a little bit when you stomp on it. And in Cleveland, we know what that is. That's nasty in the middle of November. It gets even worse in December. It's not even a feel in January at that point. I mean, you're just playing on dirt. I I think we're past the trade deadline if if my mind is working properly. Yes, it's good. It's gone called Chase and Sweat went. Yeah. And so you can't go out and get a quarterback. I think P.J. Walker's in play there in (laughs) Cleveland as well. But, 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 Warren, I do think you make a good point. I don't think it's over for the Browns because no. of that defense, because of the Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith combination that they have yes, up front. Sir. Yes, sir. I don't think it's over. They Mm-mm. can pressure the quarterback and create third and longs and get TFLs and create second and longs and all that. 
And the AFC they North have is a just very nasty. disruptive. Yeah, AFC yeah. North is nasty too. I mean, come on, Pittsburgh's got Pickens over there, and we don't know, never know who, what Joe Burrow's going to show up. And then when he does show up, his defense deserts him. And holy smokes, I mean, he let a rookie quarterback do that to him like that. I mean, you just, you just never know with this league right now. But for the Cleveland Browns, you know, organizational safety, they have to go get a quarterback and groom one behind him because. As much as he has a Houdini act, he's just not available, and that's the best ability in the NFL is availability. Why is our society so ravenous to abort babies? According to a former Satanist, the demonic forces have a bloodthirst for innocence and the sickly. They believe their blood sacrifice empowers evil. Make no mistake, we are fighting a spiritual battle as we protect the most innocent among us, babies in their mother's womb. Preborn stands on the front lines of this battle and their network of clinics are positioned in the highest abortion areas, often next to abortion mills where unspeakable evils take place every day. Preborn offers God's love and life to protect hurting women and precious preborn babies. And every time a baby is saved, which happens 200 times a day, good conquers evil. Please make your most generous gift to empower good and rescue precious souls for just $28 you can sponsor an ultrasound that doubles a baby's chance at life. To donate securely, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, the keyword baby. Or go to preborn.com slash fearless. That's preborn.com slash fearless. Don't go anywhere, Steve Kim. Matt Gates, previously on Fearless. It's not just Chuck Schumer, it's Mitch McConnell as well. There's no light between Chuck Schumer's position on lashing Ukraine and Israel and Taiwan, whatever else you could think of together, and what Mitch McConnell's view is on that very subject. So they want to use what I think is a natural inclination of Americans to stand with Israel and to support a land that's got a 4,000-year connection to our faith. They want to they use that to get support for Ukraine, which otherwise wouldn't exist. And then we just saw recently Lindsey Graham say that it's entirely uh, partisan for us to demand pay-fors for foreign aid to Israel. All right, time for the Korean Cosell. Time for uh, your favorite part of the show, my least favorite part of the show, but we got to deal with Cosell. We can't get out of the contract. He's got one of those Deshaun Watson type contracts. Uh, Cosell, uh, how shocked are you that uh, Deshaun Watson? is involved in an unhappy ending yet again oh boy you that that that's not just low-hanging fruit that that's in the ground that's like an apple that fell from the tree there i was gonna go with more like this is a cleveland steamer uh well this is stunning news uh the browns are six and three they look like a team on the rise they have a great defense watson was starting to play ball he really was he was becoming that guy I don't know if he's worthy of the contract, but he was like, I want to say he's Bernie Kosar, but he was giving them leadership, big win on the road. And look, I, as much as I like that overall team, 
You cannot win right now, in my view, consistently with P.J. Walker or Dorian Thompson-Robinson. It brings to mind one thing, even in this age, maybe the second most valuable player on any team behind a quarterback is probably the backup quarterback. If you're the Browns, this is a conversation I've been having with Warren Sapp and, and Brett Favre today. If you're the Browns, given his injury history, given the inactivity since 2020, do you draft a quarterback in the first or second round this year? Do you start preparing for life without Deshaun? You know, you would have to look at the full parameters of that contract. As exorbitant as it is, I want to know one thing. What is the salary cap hit if you start to move on? Now, look, you could say Deshaun will now be more of an expensive stopgap and we draft somebody. But, you know, <laughs> I get the sense the Browns being who they are, they're going to stick with this guy. That's the sense that they saw enough. There was a light at the end of the tunnel, which was not exactly an oncoming freight train. They may say, you know what, this guy's okay. And look, if you are good enough to be mediocre, Jason, and let's say you're drafting anywhere from, let's say, 15 to 30, who are you really getting a quarterback? And I, I realize certain guys fall through the cracks, but unless you're getting a Drake May or a Caleb Williams or maybe a Michael Penix, I, I'm not so sure there's anyone that you want to move away from or move into to start jettisoning Deshaun Watson. Well, you could end up with Tom Brady. You could end up with Dan Marino. You could end up with Aaron Rodgers. You could. you could end up with Brock Purdy on a rookie contract. You can have a rookie right. quarterback, a talented guy, on a rookie contract for the next two, three, four years while you see what happens with Deshaun Watson. I think, it, I think they have no choice but to draft a quarterback and, and let the guy sit there if he has to sit for three years and wait his turn, that's not the worst thing. Worked out well for Aaron Rodgers, but you have to prepare for life without Deshaun Watson. Yeah. It's just, that, that's not, I, that's not a, a knock on Deshaun Watson. It's just his injury history and all of this inactivity. And, and what's really disappointing for Deshaun is I think this past Sunday was about to be the change in narrative for him. And, and, and it's like... If he was ever going to get on the Kobe Bryant path of moving past the controversy and people just talking about what a great player he was, going on the road, 14 of 14 in the second half, knocking off Baltimore, and then the momentum of that defense could have, yeah, if Deshaun Watson's healthy, I'm calling Cleveland my favorite to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I, I was read, <laughs> ready to go there. I really yeah. want just because of their defense, and if this guy's going to be a, a baller at quarterback, who's better in the AFC? Yeah, I, I mean, look, Cleveland looks like they are absolutely cursed. You, you have Chubb, Nick Chubbrock, who looks like was going to be a workhorse, one of the best running backs. He goes down. And then my dear Watson – but in terms of the quarterback, it is a bit of a crapshoot in the sense that, look, they could also end up with Tim Couch or Spurgeon win. And, look, to your point, would you draft somebody knowing that they would not play immediately, but they are a quote-unquote developmental slash insurance policy? Yeah, it's not the worst idea. But I want to point this out. A young man that I really liked in the preseason, and as of right now, I'm still calling him Mr. August, 
Dorian Thompson Robinson, I thought actually showed flashes that he could play in this league. Now, whether or not he's going to become a frontline starter, I don't know. But they may already think, because they gave him a start, he didn't work out well against Baltimore. I kind of like Robinson, to be honest with you. But again, uh, I'm not so sure what that front office is thinking. Steve, I want to move on to uh, something that happened in the NBA uh, that I found what? very interesting and oh. can't wait to get your take on. Oh, okay. Uh, Draymond Green choked out Rudy Gobert. Uh, mm. And it, this... Mm. NBA in in season tournament what what and I don't even it just feels like regular season games I don't understand what this tournament is mm. or who cares but in the first minute or two of this game Draymond gets tossed there's a fight that breaks out these NBA players are acting like they actually don't like each other and actually care but but I I don't know what to make of Draymond here let's play the clip of Draymond hopping into a dispute he had nothing to do with and attacking a man mm. who wasn't really even involved in the fight between Clay Thompson and what's his kid, McDaniel or whatever, the, the other guy. Draymond jumps in here and escalates the whole thing. Let's watch the clip, then I want your take. Stay 0-0 zero, zero the first two minutes. And then look, look at Clay, Clay Thompson, Thompson and McDaniels. What is going on with that? Mm. Wow. You've got a full-on fracas going on. Raymond came in to defend Clay. This, this got out of hand very quickly. Look at Clay and McDaniel's going out of here, and then all of a sudden Gobert comes in, and Draymond's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. And then Draymond, he, he headlocked Gobert there, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm you know, we, we're very politically incorrect on this show. But, Steve, so I'm going to go here because we get to do that on Fearless. That, that's why we call it Fearless. Draymond went full Daniel Penny there. I mean, you think there'll be any charges here? Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. I, I mean, geez. I mean, does that make Gobert the guy that was doing the Michael Jackson impersonation from eight years ago? A uh, couple of things here. Yeah, when you said something interesting happened, I knew it couldn't have been the actual game. Let's be honest about that. Um, second of all, yeah, uh, to your point, I'll get to all of this, but second of all, yeah, the tournament. I didn't know the tournament was right now. I thought it was going to be more like a midseason thing. Again, big NBA guy here, right? Uh, but I have a question to Adam Aluminum, the uh, commissioner. So, Commissioner Aluminum, I have a question about this whole concept of yours. Don't they already have in the NBA a tournament? It usually takes place right at the beginning of April and around early June. I'm going to channel my inner Jim Mora here. It's called the Playoffs. Playoffs? Yeah, the tournament, I thought, was the playoffs. So this is just a tournament. And I don't know what really distinguishes this tournament other than they have all that graffiti and art on the court. So that's what, like, is going to make us watch. Like, nothing says our regular season is worthless. Then you know what? Right at the beginning, we're going to have our own NIT. I don't understand this. And, and I, I'll say this about Draymond. If he got out of it because he just didn't want to play in it or because old step Draymond, I kind of hear you. We've all kind of like said, I got the flu, Jason. I can't do my segment on. We've all kind of done things to get out of work. You know, the conference call that you don't want to go to like, hey, guys, yeah, strep throat here. The other thing with um, Draymond, the enforcer green. OK, 
So he popped Jordan Poole, right, with a good right hand, hitman, turns, right? Yep. So, right, and then he puts the chokehold on that guy. Uh, two things. Number one, don't ever turn your back on Draymond Green, fellas. Okay, just just walk away backwards. You left make out. Make sure he's out of. Steve, you left that? out. Draymond got in trouble. He popped. He popped a kid on Michigan State's campus. Remember, he got in right. trouble for punching a, a college kid. Dra- Draymond right. is it, a punk. Right. <laughs> and when Draymond plays basketball, he's the only player you have to wear an athletic supporter and a cup for because you never know what might happen there. So here's the thing. So number one, never turn your back on old Dre Dre. And number two, Draymond, call Dana White. That actually did not look that bad. I want to see you in an octagon. In fact, you know what, Adam Aluminum? Forget this basketball tournament. Let's do an octagon tournament, tie it in with the UFC, and get all the – let's have point guards, have point guards, have have weight classes, shooting guards take on shooting guards, three versus threes. So Draymond Green against another four guy. But I'm just telling you, the way he's going around and cheap-shotting guys – Maurice Lucas, who's a true enforcer, is rolling over in his grave. Shameful. Just shameful. I, I, I think you got the wrong league. Draymond's not built for the UFC. He's built for the WWE. That's what this wow. is. But I want to play you clips from Steve Kerr and Rudy Gobert and get your take finally, and then I'll be done with you. Let's play Steve Kerr. Oh. Mm-hmm. Draymond, piece of it, um, if you watch the replay, Rudy had his uh, hands on Clay's neck, and that's why Draymond went after Rudy. And uh, that's I saw one replay um, right after it happened. Um, the guys on the back of the bench were telling us uh, <clears throat> that Rudy had Draymond uh, or had Clay, and that's why Draymond went went at Rudy. So that's all I all I know. But I don't buy that. Play Rudy Gobert. John Krasinski. Here's his tweet. He talked to Rudy Gobert. Gobert called Green's choke clown behavior. Said he knew as soon as he heard Steph was out, he knew Draymond was going to try to get ejected. He also added in another quote, every time Steph doesn't play, he doesn't want to play without his guy Steph, so he does anything he can get so he can get ejected. So talk to him, Rudy. That's Rudy Gobert. There's a history. Hmm. That's why I'm calling this the WWE, man. This was the little stage thing. Draymond doesn't care about this in-season tournament. He doesn't, he doesn't care about playing when Steph's not there. He's, he, this is WWE. That, that, that was a stage deal. And for Steve Kerr to sit there uh, and say, oh, well, Rudy Gobert had his hands around Clay's neck. No, he didn't. He was trying to break it up. Rudy Gobert wasn't looking for no smoke. And Draymond overreacted and got out of that game. WWE, not UFC. Well, in that vein, uh, Steve Kerr came off like one of those wrestling managers, and I want to call him the weasel, except it would be an insult to the great Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, But that's an interesting theory. So what we're going to have to do now, not me, of course, but our staff of dozens, they're going to have to research now every single game that Steph Curry did not play. So all the DMPs, all the time he's doing that resting thing because, you know, Flying on a luxury uh, uh, airliner to play a back-to-back game is just too tough when you're making 75, 80 million. But anyway, so what we're going to have to do is go to all the Steph Curry, DNP, coaches' decisions or whatever, and then look at the box score and what is the pattern with Draymond Green. There's something to that that kind of opened my eyes, but that is interesting. 
So let's do that, guys. Get on that right away. Give me the information so I can look like that I researched it. We got to do. Uh, finally, Steve, what are you doing out in Las Vegas? Uh, well, this weekend, it's, it's interesting. There's actually Thursday night fights uh, featuring Shakur Stevenson versus Edwin De Los Santos at the T-Mobile Arena. Most fights are on a Saturday. This one's on a Thursday at the behest of ESPN. Uh, right now, Las Vegas, the strip is all gnarled up because of that F1, that little race that they're having. And all of the locals, I don't think they're ever bringing this, – after this year, it's going to be F none. They don't want that event back because it's just gnarling up traffic. I got to figure out where to park for this weigh-in I'm going to in a couple of hours. Um, they tried it, and Bob Aaron basically explained to me, Steve, uh, we want to do Saturdays, basically. That's what it is now. Um, the network said, hey, how about Thursday? And Shakur Stevenson is really one of the gifted young boxers in the sport. Probably the last fight I'm going to go to this year. And by the way, and, and you can appreciate this, Jason, it's Vegas. It's an excuse to come out here. Bottom line. Uh, gun, to, gun to their head, would Vegas rather have F1 back or NBA All-Star Weekend? <laughs> you know, and I'm going to reference this again. That 2007 <laughs> column that you wrote, that is yeah, that I'm may be – that's, that's your magnus opus. You know what I would do since it's actually hard to find – you need to go into your hard drive, get into your archive, and then, like, print it out. And that needs to be hung at the Smithsonian. It really does. <laughs> because the, the funniest thing is, I, it felt like I was there. By the way, you're going to laugh at this. So Michael Thompson, the former Laker, a Portland Trailblazer, number one yeah. pick uh, in 1977-78. About a, I was about to call you. About a month ago, he was doing a segment. He's on uh, the local ESPN outlet in Los Angeles, part of the Lakers broadcasting. Someone brought up that weekend in 2007. He basically echoed everything you said about how bad it was. And he said, Steve, not to me, but he said to the audience, and I had like private security, I had drivers, but that weekend he said was the worst thing that he ever saw in his life. And he said he'd never really wanna see that again. So for all these people saying, oh, Jason Whitlock is hatering, you know what, folks? You had to have been there. And if you ever Google or YouTube 2007 NBA All-Star Weekend, there are news reports about what happened at the local Denny's, the IHOPs, the waitresses were not getting good tips, guys. I'm just telling you. But, yeah, I, I would rather have the bad tra traffic of the F none than for this fine city to go through that again there, Whitlock. Ugh. Jeez. Yeah. Tough. Yeah, that was, that was a gang convention that's what it was that was <laughs> you know what uh, that was Lollapalooza that was the, of gangs of la well, that gangs. was a, yeah yeah jason that was the realization of a boondock skit come to life i mean i wish aaron magruder was there because you would have had like a three episode arc with riley and huey hanging out with the grandfather at the nba all-star game oh that would have been musty musty tv just like gang gang cella they can call that gang cella <laughs> <laughs> And I was there. We're going to get in trouble. Uh, oh, anyway, we're going to get in trouble, get in trouble with this Thank one. you, Steve. <laughs> uh, great job as always. Enjoy Las Vegas. Uh, man, I would. There's someone there I'd love for you to say hi to and tell her I miss her. But I'm not going to do that because that's why I left the West Coast. Anyway, uh, let's play some tomorrow. Doesn't mean I'm going to see you tomorrow. It's actually going to mean I'm going to see you in a couple of hours. Because guess what? We got a second edition 
of Fearless with Jason Whitlock uh, that we'll release here at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to be back on the topic of the battle of the sexes and Kim Kardashian being named uh, GQ Man of the Year. Uh, keep playing tomorrow. We're done. We'll see you in a couple hours. Thank you. I just want, I wanna be, I just want